Welcome to the episode um, on meditation, Vipassana. And uh, yeah, I want to go into uh, my own personal experiences uh, with Vipassana meditation. First, I want to talk to you a little bit about it. Um, Vipassana meditation is considered one of the oldest uh, techniques of meditation, founded on Buddhist uh, philosophies. And uh, it really is to do with seeing things as they really are. And the, uh, the concept of uh, awareness of the breath. And uh, what Vipassana meditation allows us to do is allowed us to be involved in the art of living and allowing ourselves to see things and ourselves as they really are. To allow us to connect deeper to our own breath to our own bodies to our own mindfulness and to really get rid of the suffering that we are so um, constricted by and so forced to live with um, through our own experiences through our own childhood trauma through our own ancestral trauma and uh, through this very oppressive um, obscure lifestyle and culture and society that we are living in Um, a Vipassana meditation retreat consists of 10 days in silence in solitude with noble silence with noble speech And it really allows us to disconnect from our normal habits and our normal ways of thinking. Um, You're in a very beautiful, um, secluded environment um, where you have no access to telephone or any form of communication, where you don't have access to reading or writing materials. You are eating a very clean, healthy vegetarian diet where you are in your own peaceful sense of space where you have no distractions and you are very slowly and peacefully and gradually introduced step by step to this ancient 2,500 year old meditation technique established by Esengoenka. For maybe seven or eight years, I'd always tried to go to take one of these 10-day retreats, and there was always some sort of confliction or another event which was stopping me from going. Um, It wasn't until last year, in June 2018, where I got the chance to finally go and... (laughs) It was probably the most hardest, but the most incredibly rewarding thing I've ever done in my entire life. I had heard of the positive, liberating effects that this could that this could bring about in one's own lifestyle and in one's own mind, but until you experience it, you have no idea. I mean, experience cannot be taught. 
it is so personal and it's so unique to everybody. Um, so I want to share a little bit about it. I was a little bit apprehensive because I think I knew what layers and what trauma and what suffering I could potentially be rid of. I never really understood the um, the depths or the intensity that could be brought about by such an experience. The um, first few days were kind of interesting because when I first arrived I set two intentions and one was to learn how to breathe because I was, I'd been having quite a lot of problems <coughs> with my nose and with breathing and asthma and a little bit of anxiety and all sorts of things that were really affecting my breathing uh, and I really wanted to kind of remember how to breathe again and connect with my breath and basically from day one it was just straight in there <laughs> Um, having a restricted kind of nasal passage was in some ways a blessing because as the technique kind of progresses on you become more aware of a smaller sensation um, and space within your nose and on the outside just underneath your nose and your upper lips so you the intensity arises with more focused attention so each day was a, was kind of gradually building up um, to the point where I really did lose myself and I really dissolved this ego body, this physical framework that we live in um, to the point where I kind of disappeared into this ether, into this other plane of existence where I didn't exist anymore. I think this was what a lot of yogis talked about, or this is what this death experience is kind of brings about in us, where we can disconnect, where we see things for what they really are because we don't have any attachment. And as each day kind of went along, I really went deeper into my own mind, to my own framework. Um, to the extent where I started to experience um, past trauma, which I'd forgotten about. Um, I'd experienced drowning as a child and choking on several occasions, which had all really linked and uh, set up the path that I'd uh, that I had been living, which involved things like poor communication and sort of holding my breath or not speaking my mind and not telling the truth, those sorts of things, um, which I was really uh, kind of holding back. I think it really affected my relationships, affected my friendships and um, by Connecting to my breath and to the present moment, I was allowing myself to go deeper into my subconscious. So re-experiencing these traumas was very, in some ways, traumatic again, but allowing your intense focus and allowing your body to remain calm and 
equanimous and balanced. You're allowing these brain networks, this neuroplasticity in your brain to rewire and reconnect and reevaluate those experiences in a more positive light. So I kind of kept feeling this sensation of choking and blocked air and almost like bubbles of water and air coming up up from my abdomen all the way out of my mouth almost like I was letting go of that held air from when I drowned from those the fear of choking and dying from these experiences which had really marked and made a mark on my mind um, from when I was a child and by allowing myself to go back into those experiences again I could really feel this liberation coming out this air coming out this dead air this blocked emotion this blocked kind of stagnant energy that was really holding me back which was really kind of creating this veil over my life I really thought I was a happy person but in some ways I was actually quite miserable and anxious and suffering from depression um, possibly from a really early childhood um, these things kept evolving every day the more I sat the more I focused in meditation and the more I trusted my own breath and remained completely equanimous and balanced these things were just emerging like like stakes and barbed wire and pain and twisted rope and all these strange kind of sensations which were really emotions so we learn that and we experience more profoundly that emotions are manifesting and are a product of these sensations and vice versa sensations are a product of these emotions that we feel that we trap that we don't allow ourselves to really express so once this retreat was finished I I kind of basically saw myself as being in, in a hospital and I was operating on my mind without any surgery and it was the most liberating experience I've ever had in my entire life I was really happy I was really at peace I was really through my hard work and my intention I understood that emotion and pain is all manifested just with our mind even things that we'd have no control over our experiences that we perhaps are not even aware of or we'd forgotten perhaps the trauma of our mother and our father and our ancestors and how far does this even go back don't you want to be out and be free of suffering and pain and live a peaceful lifestyle that's happy and joyful and can be shared with others and is respectful of the planet and our neighbors and our animals there's this holistic 
love that we can experience and reconnect to. And I'm so grateful for that Vipassana retreat. I just wanted to constantly smile. I wanted to talk. I wanted to communicate. You couldn't stop me talking. I could suddenly feel myself. I could feel my true being. I could see and feel the beings of others. I could feel their pain. I could feel their trauma. I was, all my perceptions were so heightened. I was just floating. All I could feel was truth and all I understood was truth. And truth and love is such a liberating moment. You just never want it to end. So I'm so grateful for Sanguinka and I'm so incredibly grateful for being able to experience this. And since then I've been a couple of other times helping and volunteering and giving my services and my time back for those others who want to experience the Vipassana meditation. And I hope that you can. Um, these centers are all around the world. They're run by donations. You can look at uh, www.dharma.org. Wherever you are in the world, I'm sure there's a place where you can go register. Take 10 days of your life and uh, make an effort and make a time to allow yourselves to be free of suffering and for those other people around you. Make change so that change can be there for others. And uh, may you all be peaceful. May you all be free of suffering. And may you all be happy. That is the focus and that is where we should all be going. So this is my uh, experience of Vipassana and I am continuing to do this and maintain my practice as much as possible twice a day. And I hope to do some more retreats in the future because I know that um, the experiences were so enlightening and so empowering. I just want to keep doing it as much as possible. So there's a lot of power in meditation and I know there's a lot of power in, in other forms of meditation as well, transcendental meditation, mindfulness. I think there are some benefits in there also. So if you are considering meditation, the Vipassana is a great start. It's kind of like a boot camp. It's 10 hours a day for 10 days, so it's 100 hours when you leave. If you're not a meditator, then you definitely are afterwards. So uh, take the journey and take those steps. And thanks for listening to this uh, podcast episode. Stay tuned for more. Thank you. <laughs>